0: Well, are you ready to unlock the secrets for a magical marriage? You're in the right place today. Danny Ray is one of the world's premier illusionists, and he's amazed thousands of audiences worldwide, from churches to youth events to appearances on national television and the Magic Castle. Audiences everywhere are amazed by his sleight of hand, yet he is so much more than entertainment. Danny Ray brings powerful and transforming messages of the gospel he's been married more than 25 years to kimberly and now they want to help others unlock the secret For a Magical Marriage. And right here I have today his brand new book, No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear. And I'm going to ask him right off the bat, the point of that title. I know what it means, but I want you to hear that as well. I want you to lean in for this conversation, whether you're a man or a woman, so many marriages suffered, especially during the pandemic. We need fresh tools, new scripts. And Danny Ray is here today to help us with exactly that. So welcome, Danny. It's such a joy to have you here on the show.
1: Angela, thank you for having me. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. So let's deal with the elephant in the room. Let me ask you about this title. So (laughs) no, I can't make your wife disappear. I know why you titled this, but tell us why you chose this as the title of your book about unlocking the secrets to a magical marriage.
1: Yeah, almost after every magic show I do, there's some guy that will come up to me and say, hey, man, can you make my wife disappear? And so, you know, sometimes it, usually they think they're clever and they're the only one to think of that. But it is the most popular question I get. And so we thought we would answer that with no and tell them the secrets to, to having a great marriage instead of getting rid of your wife. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love your take on that. And it's I love the fact that all throughout if you're watching guys, and if you're listening, I encourage you to head over to YouTube and watch this episode because he's about to do a magic trick for us in just a second. But what I love about this, even on the front cover, you can see it as a card trick, you really weave all throughout this book, Danny, um, the the parallels between magic illusion And the secrets of a marriage. I I just thought you did that so seamlessly. It makes it a very unique and fresh approach to marriage. It's not your typical marriage book. It's really insightful. It's got great insights from Kimberly as well. So we're going to dive into this in just a minute. But I know that you recently fooled Penn and Teller on Fool Us. So what was that like? And then I want you to do a magic trick for us. I'm sure that I, I will not be able to figure it out, but I'm anxious to watch one.
1: Yeah, so it was a crazy experience. For the last probably seven, eight years, people ask me all the time, you know, to go on America's Got Talent or on Dependent Teller Fool Us, the two most popular, you know, um, shows that have magicians in it. And we just really felt like that isn't where God is leading us. And then we get into the pandemic and a couple key people in my life asked me again. And so we sent in an audition, you know, video They accepted that. They said they'd see see us in Vegas. I had 70 days to prepare, like, how am I going to fool these um, two guys, the most knowledgeable magicians in the world? And so I I start rehearsing about six to 10 hours a day, developing, you know, how I'm going to fool them and working on sleight of hand for, for this piece that I did for them. I get about 10 days outside of doing it. And I have a good friend of mine who's also, um, a follower of christ and he's also a, a really incredible magician he calls me up and he says "Danny, i think you should throw in the towel and i was like oh, oh. You know, um i did not see that coming and he said these two men are outspoken atheists, and he's like i know personally that they could be cruel towards christians and mm. and then we started talking about, you know, the this trophy. If you're familiar with the trophy, it says um, us in giant letters. There's an F and then tiny OOL and then the giant U and a little S. So if you just look at it from a distance, yeah. it looks like a giant FU. And he's like, do you really want a giant FU trophy? And I was like, well, kind of. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> <say that. laughs> from a professional
0: standpoint, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it.
1: Uh, but he just really felt like that, that could hinder if they were to, um, to be negative towards, but we prayed about it. And then he prayed for me about sending me in, you know, you have to go in, into the world, but not be of the world. And mm-hmm. so we went there and, and they were great. Like I didn't have any experience the negative experience. I think that show they've really made it family oriented and that's sure. not what they're about on that show, even though personally they hold different beliefs, but yeah, it was an incredible experience, and really thankful for the opportunity. And what a crazy deal to fool them! Oh, so let me uh, another little tidbit with yeah. that is, if you watch the video, nobody would notice this, but the and this is just like convictions of who we are in Christ, like as you know, whether this is in your marriage, in your church, in your your ministry, in your business, is. I'm praying the day of and thinking about that conversation I had with them. And, and I remember like, you know, in Acts 17, six, it says that these men turn the world upside down. And then I was thinking about like, God, like he literally turns everything upside down, turn the other cheek, you know, um, first shall be last all these things. And I take, this was my prayer that that morning was God, if I was to win this, I'll turn the trophy upside down to represent that you're a God that turns on the world upside down. So yeah, for a oh, moment that. there's that moment when I, I got the trophy and I turned it upside down. Again, it was just a moment between me and God, but it did show up on television. So I
0: love that, Danny. And I love the fact that you bring all of who you are into a situation. He opens the doors. We walk through them. Certainly Paul is an example of so many instances that he was, he found himself in just the worst of circumstances. And yet he, he maintained his integrity and his character. So I love the fact that God is sending you into dark places to be a light. And you are that in so many places, not just our churches, but we want, we want to bring the gospel, the light and the message of who Jesus is And this, the gifting that he's given us, you never know what conversation that's going to spark, what, um, what door that's going to open, not only in your life and the life of those that may be an unbeliever. So thank you for your obedience to that. And it's super fun to just hear that story and hear that you fooled them. So, you know, Mm. when my son was growing up, he's 21. Now we would go to the smoky mountains, Danny, in the summer, we'd have vacations there. And there's this little magic shop somewhere. And he would always go. And want to buy the latest little magic trick. We used to have the boxes of magic tricks, and then I've done a lot of work in Africa. I think I've been almost twenty times now. And you know, there's a few things that transcend a language barrier, whether it's you know music, um, gospel illusions is another big part of it. And so early on, and I still do it, Danny. I just got back from Africa this year, and I've, you know, it's been fifteen years since my first trip. But I picked up at one of those stores, a gospel illusion where you tear a heart, you talk about how God created us in our heart, but sin broke our heart and broke his heart. And you just keep tearing it into all these little pieces. And then you put the heart back together right in front of them. And unbeknownst to them, there's another heart taped to the back. It's a very basic magic trick, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but you know it looks like you just tore it apart and put it yeah, together yeah. in front of their eyes. And so I have amazed countless number of children and even African chiefs in their villages, but I've been able to use such a simple illustration to illustrate the power of the gospel and his love for us. So I personally seen how it can be so effective um, not only to wow people and to be entertaining, but to share the gospel. So let's talk a little bit about your career because there aren't a lot of pastors. You've been a pastor who have an MDiv, like my husband, we pastor out here outside of DC, and then you pivoted and you found a very successful career as a magician, as a magician. So tell us a little bit about that journey, how God led you to make that change in your life, Danny. Yes.
1: Yeah, so let me, let me back up. And so at 10 years old, started doing side of hand At 12 years old, did my first show called Razzle Dazzle. (laughs) Fun. 15 years old, I started doing things professionally at a restaurant that led to local businesses throughout San Diego and Southern California. 17 years old, I become a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I start reading the Bible for the first time and see things like magicians are going to hell. I'm like, that's not good, you know, and I'm ready to give Mm -hmm. it all up. Thankfully, some wise counsel just revealed that that's, not what was going on in the Old Testament and the New Testament. They weren't sure. doing card tricks, you know. <laughs> you know, in so 18 years old, I meet this magician, world renowned. He's, you know, about to go on tour. He sees my show and he's like, Danny, I want you to go on the road with me. I want to train you. I want to teach you. I'll, I'll show you the ropes. I'm all excited about this. I'm like, this is a dream come true. But now as a follower of Christ, I pray about it. Uh, and I feel like God's telling me no. And so, you know, one of the convictions I have is uh, is that God's dreams for us are always bigger than our dreams for ourselves. And I didn't have that at that time, but that's come to expression um, many times later on in my life. And so I I called this guy up and just told him no. And I don't know that the result of what, what God's going to do, but what happens is I get involved in youth ministry. Mm. I, I do that for five years. Do, I, and then I become the youth pastor. And then about uh, about eight, nine years into this journey, I start to pray through. I'm reading through Romans eleven twenty nine, 29. And it says God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. Mm. It was the first time I saw these two inextricable from one another, like, like the way you did with the heart, right? Yeah. And um, you're you're sharing the gospel through an illusion. I was keeping those in separate worlds. Mm. But when I read that verse, I had this deep conviction that I need to blend these two together. And, and I believe that if somebody's searching that's listening to this, when you use your gifts and your calling and those are blended together, you're going to be right where God needs you to be to be most effective for his kingdom. Mm. And so I'm... I'm wrestling through that. I was at the gym. I was on a stair. I was on a machine. On a machine. Sounds better than Stairmaster. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm on this machine. I'm flipping through this article of this, and this magician pops up that I met 10 years prior. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading through this article and found out that he was up for all of these fraudulent charges Mm -hmm. for taking college students around the world. He would rack up their visas and when they ran out of money, he would leave them stranded around the world. Ugh. Finally catches up to him. But that 100% would have been me had I not listened to God's voice. Yeah. And I would have tried to fast forward his timing of things, right? It was it was now that he was preparing me for the, this ministry where I had a heart for people. I had worked with a ton of students, a ton of families, a ton of marriages, mm. and it would have... it. At 18, it would have been all about me. Yeah, and at 28, true. when we launched this ministry, it was about Christ and about magnifying him and about building his kingdom and how it could be most effective in in really uh building his kingdom and being about him. And so this ministry has always been about that. And I'm thankful for the opportunities. But so there's a, a little background, probably longer than you want it, but <laughs> there you go. No,
0: I think it's powerful, and I think it's a it's a whole different conversation even than what we're kind of leaning into today, but there is mercy in God's protective no. You know, we love the yeses that God gives us, but we don't always understand his no's. But what you're describing is, listen, he said no for a reason. He was protecting you and he was guarding the anointing that's on your life, the gifting that's on your life. He didn't intend for it to go dormant and not be used. The timing was critical, but I I appreciate your vulnerability. You share that story in the book. And I think it's so insightful to know that, you know let god lead and guide the gifting that you have the calling especially for people that are younger today they just want something to happen immediately an overnight success they they don't always want to put in the work you just said you 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 practice 6 to 10 hours a day on one trick that you were sharing so you know there's a lot of discipline involved here there's a lot of commitment and i think that's so critical For even the younger generation, Gen X's and millennials to understand God gives you giftings. He anoints your giftings. He gives grace to you, but then we're responsible to steward that. And that means discipline practice. I'm a musician, not a magician. So I've spent hours and hours and hours growing up practicing classical piano. Leading worship is not the only thing that I do now as a musician, but that discipline you can apply to every area of your life. So I appreciate your willingness to say, okay, God, maybe not now is the time. And now look at the breadth of ministry you've been able to have that you wouldn't have had had you just jumped right at it when you're 18. So now you're an illusionist and you've written a marriage book. So I want to know how you got inspired to write. How do I make, no, I can't make your wife disappear. And I love the fact that Kimberly is a part of the book. You've been married to her for 25 years and she adds, you know, her thoughts throughout the book. So tell us a little bit about what inspired you, especially throughout your career, both as a magician and a pastor. Why did you feel like this was the book God was leading you to write?
1: Yeah. So my wife and I, we've, we just, we love being married to each other. We have a a great marriage and we've worked with a lot of people that don't have great marriages. And we, we try to give them tools to go like, these are things that will help you to increase the effectiveness, increase the joy, increase the love, you know, all those things that you want in a marriage. And so as we were approaching twenty five years of marriage, probably m- maybe around our twenty second anniversary, we started to talk about like what could we give back, mm-hmm. and this was the the idea was to 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 give a book that has the insights that people have given to us. Like we started going to marriage conferences before we were married, while we were engaged, we went to a weekend to remember that yeah, somebody, yeah. Um, bought a ticket for us to go and paid for the hotel. And, you know, we were poor college students, you know, trying to navigate that. But that conference changed our engagement. It changed our marriage. Literally to this day, there's principles we use. And then we started going to other conferences, we started to read other marriage books. And, and so we wanted to take these things that have been given to us and figure out how can we give them back And what made the most sense was to do that in a book that would be, you know, a a tool and a resource for other people. And so that's kind of the inspiration. And then in terms of, the, like, because it's written from a magician's perspective, we decided that we would write it with my voice. Like it, it would be a little confusing to do both. Sure. But we put Kimberly's Corner in there. If you just want to read an 18 page book, you could just read Kimberly's Corner. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, she has it throughout the, the book and has her perspective, but really her perspectives all throughout the book as well. Like she, Helped with, you know, developing those ideas over the course of our marriage. And we, you know, it just happens to be from my voice. yeah.
0: And it, it's so insightful. There's so many great insights. It's accessible. It's not so heady that everyone can enjoy it. It's got these great, you know, nuggets that you bring in from your all your years as a magician but it's also extremely practical and i want to talk about some of the practical elements but you divided the book into three sections so how did you land on those three critical sections that kind of help frame out what a marriage should look like
1: yeah it's so everybody we've ever worked with in the marriage they they're usually having some sort of communication issue and So we we just started with the first section is really how do we have great communication? And obviously that ends with the culmination of sex where most people want to start in the bedroom. And it's like, no, uh, there's, uh, you know, it's been said for a long time that, you know, um, sex starts in the kitchen. You know, is that it starts in serving one another in all areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then the second section we looked at is overcoming is is every everybody's going to have struggles the longer you're married the the more um, difficulties that are going to come whether it's the loss of a loved one whether my my wife and I between our um, second and third child she was four months pregnant in the bathtub and started to have pain and delivered the baby and
0: oh
1: um you know. Those things are just heartbreaking, you know, yeah, it's like, really how do you, nice. how do you overcome? How do you have tools to deal with mm. the, the pain that will come? And so we had people that were really close to us come around us, you know, when you don't want to show up at church because you're embarrassed yeah. that people are going to ask these questions, you know, mm. um, but that whole section is like, how do you overcome those difficult things that will arise in any marriage? And then the third section for us is really where we want to um, celebrate is like, how do we create a thriving marriage? How do we, you know, when, when we have great communication, when we're learning to overcome, we're going to learn how to thrive. And so we give like, these are the the tips that we love in really just like enjoying and dancing and having fun and loving one another immensely and, and thriving daily. And so mm-hmm. those were the three things that we really felt like, Um, encompass um, marriage. Like you're not going to be able to cover anything, everything in any one book, but those were the three big ones for us.
0: Mm, Thank you, Danny. And thank you for sharing that vulnerable moment in your life, yours and Kimberly's lives. Because I think if we, you even said to overcome the challenges we will face, like we are going to face them. And one of the dirty little secrets about marriage is, oh, we have conflict or we have challenges or something must be wrong with us. And I think we need to normalize the, the fact that you're two different individuals with two different perspectives and backgrounds coming together, trying to make this work, you know, especially the last two and a half years coming out of this pandemic. We know as pastors, Danny marriages really took a hit. My, my husband is more marriage counseling in the last two years than he has done in his entire life. And you know, you're, you're stuck together all the time, things that were maybe dormant, or now you can't ignore them anymore. So my encouragement to people is as you're hearing Danny, or you're watching Danny, we don't need to wait until our marriage is in crisis. We say that to people at the church to take our marriage classes, or even going through marriage counseling that we offer through trained counselors don't wait until your marriage is in crisis to to join a marriage group or go to a weekend and remember, or buy a book like, no, I can't make your wife disappear. Read these principles of how to build a healthy marriage, a sustaining, sustainable marriage. It's it's not a sign that, well, I I can't do that because that means something's wrong with my marriage. No, it means that you want to invest in your marriage. I I don't want to wait to go to the gym when I can no longer move. I, I go because I want to stay healthy. And it's the same approach to marriage. So I, I feel like in this uh, space, in the mental health space, Danny, we need to have these conversations that we don't want to wait until something is at just such an escalated height before we address it. Let's 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 have these conversations about making our marriages as healthy as possible before they end up being train wrecked and you're just trying to salvage such a bad situation. So I appreciate you leaning into so many things that need to be discussed. One of the insights I really love, Danny, about your book is that you talk about writing new scripts. I thought that was so needed because we do instinctively kind of default to the same scripts rehearse the same patterns and you say that clarity changes the outcome of every conversation. So can you explain a little bit what you mean there about writing new scripts in our marriage and how do we do that?
1: Yeah. What we found our, our first year of marriage is that there were these cycles that we started to go like, huh, this is familiar, (laughs) you know? And then our second year of marriage, we're like, huh, the, these conversations, the, the frustration is, a a different day a different time but the same like script that the and people know like their their scripts like you you know it could be every Monday with trash having to go out oh it's so frustrating you never take the trash, and that script just keeps happening and it might happen in 10 different ways of you know maybe it's like I can't back out of the um, garage without my wife, you know, going like, "Hey, you're gonna hit the fire hydrant," or you're, "Ah, oh, babe, we haven't left the driveway," and you're telling me how to drive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have these scripts that that pop up, and when you realize, okay, wait a minute, this is the same thing. How do we, how do we change that? How do we create a new script where we're breathing life, hope? joy, purpose. And the first thing we have to do is we have to address that we have a script and Mm -hmm. we have to go like, we don't want to deal with, like, nobody wants to, uh, I'll, I'll say this with, uh, you know, like be nagging towards your, your spouse. Nobody wants to be demeaning, but when, when we enter into these scripts, we find ourselves doing the things that we We don't want to do. And so it's like, how do we break that cycle? And so this was us early on Mm. as we realized we had these these scripts and these patterns that that weren't healthy. And we went to counseling early on and we started to go like, oh, wow, this actually helped. And then there was another time where we're like, we're still in the same script and we can't figure out what to do. So we went to one of our, our pastors and it was embarrassing. i worked with the guy. I'm like, I don't want to tell him I have marriage issues. I don't want to tell him I have marriage problems. But the thing that we noticed is that it helped. Mm -hmm. And so right in that like first year, maybe 18 months of marriage, I made a decision like consciously out loud with my wife, like, I will do whatever it takes to have a great marriage. If it means being embarrassed and going to a friend or a pastor that I work with, so be it. If it means going to counseling and we have to pay money that we don't have, let's do it. Like we will do whatever it takes. And so we've just had that pattern right from the beginning of like, let's do whatever it takes to create a great marriage and, and, and in this case, create new scripts.
0: Mm, I love it. I love that whole section. And if that's resonating with you and you're like, oh, that's me, we keep having the same conversation, but on a different day, you know, Danny is basically saying, look, these are the things that have worked for us. We found ourselves in the same situation. My husband and Dale and I have been through counseling earlier on in our marriage. Now we do a lot of counseling, especially my husband. So there's no shame in going to counseling. If I have a pain in my leg and I cannot shake it the wisdom would, would say, go to the doctor, you know, and get this looked at. I mean, we pray and we do all that, but we also say, I don't want to ignore this until it just gets so bad that I can't walk on my leg. So we can get help. There is help. If you feel like I'm stuck in a, I'm trapped. I, my marriage is doomed. That's not the case. God can resurrect dead bones. He can breathe fresh life. He can give us new strategies so there's so much practical advice that's in this book. Another thing that I love, an insight that you bring, and you kind of references this cover here, if you're watching, um, that has the card trick, is talk about how we play the hand that we were dealt, and how we can win every hand.
1: Yeah, so as a magician, <laughs> like I literally can, you know, change any hand into a royal flush or into a blackjack hand. Like that's my skill set. But in terms of our Our lives, right, is when we learn to trust God, that he is our shepherd, Mm -hmm. we lack nothing. When we learn to go, whatever we've been dealt, whether it's physical pain, whether it's mental, I'm working with a a young couple right now, and there's some real mental health issues. So does that mean, and it's on her side, does that mean that he shouldn't marry her because she Mm -hmm. has serious mental health issues, somebody's going to marry her and God's going to plan somebody that's going to love her the way she is in all of her brokenness. And same thing with him. It's not that he's perfect, but somebody's going to learn to love him in all of his brokenness. And they're going to have this marriage Two broken people with Christ in the center Mm -hmm. is going to bring hope and healing in the days ahead. But I think this idea of like um, we we're going to have a perfect hand just isn't true. We're going to have different things that we're going to have to learn. How do we play the hand that we're dealt? Mm. And it, and I know not everybody's a poker player, but it, if you play poker, there you could have the worst hand and still win. Like mm. there, there's that possibility. Now it doesn't happen every time. Uh, and obviously in a game, there's, you know, there's chance, but in our relationship with God, there's purpose and there's a plan and there's a reason. So I could have looked like at 18, like, God, this was my dream. Why did you let me down? You know, and be frustrated with God instead of going like, God, I know that you have a bigger plan for me. I know that you have a better story for me. Help me to live into that. And to deal with the hand that I'm dealt, and go and knowing that you're you're going to guide me along the path that's best for me. And so when I when I talk in there about dealing the hand or um, dealing with the hand that you're dealt, is we all might look at our hand and go like, man, I wish I had these cards instead. But we don't get that choice. We have to deal with the things, the relationships, the people that we have, and and go, okay, God. What do you, how can I serve you best in this context?
0: That's so good. And I think with social media especially, we look at other people's lives or we see their highlight reels and we think, "Why can't I have that?" And then we get into this situation of coveting or resentment or bitterness, or we let things accumulate. And that's why I think that was so important, what you just shared, Danny, that you know we can very easily fall into that victim mentality that, somebody else has a perfect life. And I'm over here struggling. We all have issues. We're all broken people. We're all flawed. But when we, when we ask God to be at the center of our marriages and we say, okay, God help me to accept what is happening. I've had a lot of health challenges in my life. And early on, I felt sorry for my husband, like, oh, you know, I, I'm the, I'm, he got the lemon, he drove the lemon off the lot, you know, and he doesn't feel that way. And we've worked through some of that, but that could have been something that I allowed to become an issue between us, where I just felt like, you know, this is a constant issue on my part and I'm not bringing a healthiest, you know, uh, everything that he would want to the table. He never felt that way. He completely loves me with my health challenges and all, but I think we have to not look at someone else's marriage like, how can my marriage be like theirs you 're not walking in their shoes that 's the hand they were dealt you don 't know what their personal situation has been behind closed doors, but to invite God into your marriage to know that it can be better, and if you 're listening and you 're feeling you know overwhelmed we 're having some fun today and joking about you know uh, cards and, and 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 it can be a lot of fun. Marriage should be fun. there should be a thriving as he talks about celebrating. But there can also be a lot of pain involved in a marriage. And so we want you to know that there is help that you can, you can get past a painful place that you find yourself in. And you can even see, this is not a super thick read guys. This is a practical guide to unlocking the secrets to what I'm calling a magical marriage, a magician's guide to a magical marriage. He's used words like great, healthy, better You know, you don't have to stay stuck in what you feel like is maybe a painful marriage. And if some things surface during COVID and you haven't figured out how to navigate them, this is a great tool to start implementing. I recommend you and your spouse read this book, maybe separately, and then come together and discuss the the different themes that are in the book. Um, Danny, anything else that you want to say about that before we kind of segue toward our, our last couple of questions here?
1: Yeah. Just the practical side of it is I try to give a lot of practical tips and strategies, but the one that comes to mind right now is prayer mm. is it's a 12 hour prayer for you and your spouse. And that sounds like, oh, how can I pray for 12 hours? But this is what it, it looks like is if you pray for one minute with your spouse in the morning and one minute at night, which is seems doable for anybody regardless of how busy you are whether that's over the phone or whether that's in person whatever that looks like in the context of your marriage that adds up to 12 hours of prayer in a year mm. and i i just think that our marriages need to be covered in prayer and if you're not praying with your spouse that would be my my challenge for you is to take a minute in the morning a minute in the evening and pray together. And I b- believe that will change the trajectory of your marriage.
0: I love that, Danny. And my husband often leaves before I'm, you know, fully up and at him in the mornings is he has very early mornings. And so if we can't pray together, perhaps we can pray together in the evening or grab a, a quick call at, at noon or pray individually, but it's very hard to stay angry and bitter at someone that you're praying for. And if you're really leaning into what God is saying, he'll give you new insights, compassion, his heart for the situation and, we, and, and to pray, to have understanding, to pray through to understanding. So I think that's so insightful, a very practical step that we can all do. Even if you think I don't have the money for counseling I you know, or some other maybe obstacles you see right now, You have the power and the control over how you pray, what you pray for. And just this one step is a secret to unlock um, a great marriage and to see God move in your marriage. We want to see your marriages thrive, guys. We understand it's been a really difficult season, but Danny and Kimberly want to see your marriages thrive. Danny, I know you're going to pray over us in just a moment, but I would like for our listeners to know how to connect with you. What's coming up for you that maybe they could see you and connect. And how can they get a copy of your book? And and I know that you travel and minister and share and do marriage events. So all the things, how do you want them to get a hold of you and know more about your ministry?
1: Yeah, the best way is jannyraymagic.com That has all of our social as well. But Instagram jannyraymagic, Facebook, you know, so they they can hunt me down that way. Sure. If you have questions for me personally, whether that's about the book or about your own marriage, please feel free to email me at danny at dannyraymagic.com. And I will do my best to get back to you as quickly as possible. In terms of events coming up, we just did something with Eric Metaxas. Mm. He's um, launching a a new TV show. And so that should be airing soon. We have another TV show coming up this summer. And I forget the name of that one. Um, And then on the road, most of the events we do are are private events, but I am performing at the Magic Castle in May, May 9th through the 15th. And so there's opportunities, but those are on the website as well, or hit me up through social media and I'll do my best to, to get back to you and let me know, um, let you know when I'm going to be in your area.
0: Well, that's so great. Well, guys, we want, as we talk on the podcast about making our lives matter, if you are married and maybe if you're single, but you have a desire to be married, no time like the present to sow into your life, into your relationship, um, that the Lord will bring into your life at some point, but we want our marriages to matter, and so we want every part of it to be submitted to the Lord. and uh, And so, I want to encourage you if you're watching. How uh, no, I don't know why I keep wanting to say how can I make your life? How can I make your wife disappear? That's what I want to keep calling it. But no, that's the wrong thing. We don't want to make our spouse disappear, which is the whole point. No, I can't make your wife disappear, but. I can help you to have the secrets to unlock a better marriage, a healthier marriage a marriage that matters for the kingdom of God. And listen, just like as Danny has shared some of his experiences with his wife, Kimberly, same with me and Dale, then your life and marriage will be a Testament, not only to the grace of God, but it will encourage other people to move forward past painful moments in their own marriages and make their marriages matter for the kingdom. So, Danny, I want to ask you one last question before you pray of our listeners, because this is the make life matter podcast. I'm really curious because we really haven't delved much into scripture today. We've talked just really focused in on marriages and what God's heart is. But other than Jesus, what person in the Bible through your life as a pastor, as an illusionist, as a, a father, of a, a wife, a husband to your wife, Kimberly, all these things, what person in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter?
1: Well, I feel like my answer is not, it feels a little cliche to say Paul because he, you know, like he's obviously like a huge figure in the Bible, uh, but I, I, and I could talk about smaller figures that have had like a major impact, but I, I love that Paul, you know, like he he talks about running his race. He talks mm-hmm. about being in prison. He talks about being shipwrecked, but there's just this forward motion and just constant, like, like I love the story of Gideon, but then I go, like, he he doesn't end well, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like there's, true. Uh... <laughs> and so there's like some epic figures where I'm like, well, they didn't, they didn't quite end well. And Paul ends well, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, I, I want to run my race to the end. And I I pray that my last breath will be, you know, speaking the name of Jesus and loving people to the end. And so I just look at Paul as just a hero of the faith that did that and love that it, it, there was a season where I memorized the book of Philippians. I don't have it down anymore, but parts of it I do in. So I'll I'll think through that book and his words all the time. So I would say, yeah, he's definitely had a a major influence on, on my life.
0: I can see that. I think his line in heaven will be very long, (laughs) but (laughs) for good reason. I mean, he wrote a third of the new Testament. And even as you were sharing that, I thought about that scripture that says, you know, we forget what's behind forgetting the former things. And it's not that we maybe as in context of marriage, I'm not saying that we, forget it ever happened, or you don't deal with painful or traumatic situations, but the forward motion, we press on for the high call that God has called us to. He's called us to the the kingdom purpose to follow him, to live on mission. And that includes our marriages. It's very hard to live in the way that God wants us to when we feel like a wheel is off in our marriage. And that can make it very difficult to run a race well with a hand tied behind your back or a, a, a broken ankle. So if we want to run this race that God has marked out for us well, and that includes marriage for us, then let's do that the best we possibly can. Let's make it matter for the kingdom Danny, you're doing that so beautifully. I didn't get to meet your wife, Kimberly, today, but I feel like I know her through the book. So thank her also, please, for her contribution and uh, to your marriage. Thank you for your your yes to God and for listening to his no, which eventually has led for for, uh, so many open doors that God has given you. We just pray for even more. Thank you for your obedience and for your vulnerability to share the good, bad, and the painful moments of your marriage so that we can have Uh, the marriage that God has designed for us to make our marriages matter for the kingdom. Thank you so much, Danny. And I would love for you to just pray over our listeners as we close.
1: Yeah, thanks, Angela. Let's pray. God, I thank you for whoever's listening, wherever they're listening. Lord, may you pour your spirit out once again on them. Lord, may they awaken to your purposes, your plan. Lord, may you give them your hope. Lord, may you begin today to restore the marriage. Lord, if it means humbling ourselves, Lord, I pray that somebody would choose to be humble. Lord, if it means getting counseling, I pray that somebody would choose to get counseling. Lord, whatever the the situation is that they need to say yes to or no to, Lord, I pray that they would have your wisdom to do that. Lord, I pray that you would bring healing and grace and hope into the marriages that are listening today lord i pray that somebody would choose to just follow you and to be a part of creating a great marriage today lord i pray that you would bless marriages beyond measure that you would bring hope where there was none that you bring life breathe fresh air into us lord we love you we thank you for what you're doing in us Help us to be about your business and about your kingdom. We love you. In Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at angeladenadiovov, and Instagram at angeladenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.